Oh my God, wow. What a roller coaster today has been. Oh, yes, just so many physical ailments. <laughs> okay, I get, listen, I for one. <laughs> I, for one, am very happy that my toes are no longer as numb as they were earlier on the drive over. Yeah, Hannah Hart, pretty much every time I see Hannah Hart, she'll be like, dude, so weird. Today, yeah. a tiny unicorn made a home under my shin bone, and yeah. now <laughs> it's really painful, and I don't know what to do, and... And then they're like, turns out, I took some ibuprofen, turns out, tiny unicorn left, everything's fine. <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't call myself a hypochondriac. I would just say that I am, like, overly... I think it's a sensitivity thing in the same way that I don't really love loud noises or bright lights. I just feel like I can really feel a lot in my body because it's not like I'm ever wrong. It just, no. I'm not wrong. <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> but they're just like, well, yeah, I guess, I mean, there is a nerve there. Remember that time you had that crazy cyst on your back? Yeah. That thank you for so... saying it was my back instead of my butt. <laughs> It's on my butt. Oh, but oh, it was you, so bad, right? It was so bad, and that was a really big deal. It was, and I was like, guys, I think that there's something really wrong on the bottom of my lower back. And the doctors were like, um, uh, no, whatever. Was, yeah, uh huh. I know. Uh, I remember. See? You know, it's so great though. It's what I remember. You came home after surgery. Oh, God. And in our little apartment in San Francisco, yeah. and you were like drugged and like loopy and weird, and you're like lying down on the couch, but you were still like slightly bossy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> like, a few, I was like, I was, you were like, can you close the blinds, man? I was like, yeah, dude. And you're like, if you do it the other way, it'll okay. be easier. <laughs> But I'm saying if you close the blinds upward, the light goes to the ceiling so right. it doesn't reflect on the screen. Exactly, exactly. Oh, That's how you know how to do things. Is it bossy or is it particular? <laughs> it's a combination of the two. <laughs> well, I, I still like it. Thank God. Welcome back to yet another episode of Analyze This. I'm going for it, Hannah Gallup. You're chewing those animal crackers. I'm having a snack right now. <laughs> you are quite the snack, my friend. <laughs> I just have to say, the dating lingo of today's generation, oh, I love it. Thirsty. Love that phrase. That person's a snack. Love that phrase. Oh, wow. I only, I, I don't know any of them because I am old. What? Oh, dude. We got some Googling to do to be cool like the kids. <laughs> does, does Maggie tell you these things? Mm, yes. <laughs> You're right. It probably is having a younger well, sibling. What else is there? Um, I don't know. <laughs> but there's more of them. Do you guys know some cool phrases we should know too? Well, lit. Remember lit? That's not like a dating one. Oh. Yeah. Fleek. You know, I just always think of the band from the 90s. Remember lit? I don't. It's no surprise to me. I am my own oh worst enemy. Oh, my God. I blocked it out. <laughs> I've, I've blocked them out. That song comes on on the radio every day in San Diego because San Diego thinks it's the 90s. Does San Diego also play this, this one? I can swallow the rind. Yes. Da, 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 yes. Da. You know what they also play? Every day, I swear to God, at 4 o'clock. Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. I'm like, thank you, guys. Uh, it's like I'm watching Cruel Intentions right now. Oh, That's my God. <laughs> I remember. Here's a fun fact. I remember I really liked the song Sex and Candy in sixth grade. Oh, my God. I smell sex and I candy. Hey, that song comes on all the time. Really? San Diego is in a time warp. Uh, yes. <laughs> they suck. Well, okay, here's something horrifying. Uh, so I played that song during a dad weekend one time, like visiting with my dad. He was like, what are you listening to? And I was like, this thing. And he was like, what do you think sex smells like, Hannah? And I was like, me. Oh, I know. I know. Ew. What? I know. What's he Okay. I know. Let's, well, let's, it's a conservative religion, yeah. yeah, kind of thing. I don't know, just like really weird thing to say. To no, a child. I have to think about it. I know. <laughs> uh, I really, at the time, I had no idea that sex had a smell. As an adult, though, I get it. But at the time, I was like, I don't know. I thought it was like a metaphor. That's what I thought. Because also, what does candy smell like? Well, if it's anything like the candy we were talking about <laughs> earlier, <laughs> we were talking about Twix earlier. Yeah, we, uh, wait, yeah wait, Twix wait, are wait. great. Anyways, I feel like we're really we're talk, really off track. We're really going to this. But at the same time, that's what this podcast is all about. It's about 
self-acceptance, love, <laughs> maturity, understanding, and asking some hard-hitting questions like this. How you doing, buddy? How, how are you doing today? Oh, thanks for asking, buddy. Yeah. Well, I got to say, I'm a little dead inside. Oh, <laughs> have you tried sex and or candy? Possibly I, both. Uh, that's a private matter. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know. I've been feeling really stressed lately. I'm mm. feeling really stressed, really anxious, and like I can't find a restful moment. You know, it's mm. like even when I'm like asleep. <laughs> okay, I guess when I'm asleep, I'm resting. <laughs> Dude, I had two really stressful dreams recently. Very stressful, very obvious what they were regarding. Not even like metaphors, not even like, oh, I'm opening the pink chalice or whatever. Nothing like that. No, it was like <laughs> you're on a bridge and a portion of the bridge has fallen off. <laughs> you're like, thanks, brain. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, the pink chalice, though, I kind of want to go into that. That sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So even when you're resting, you don't feel restful? I feel really burnt out. I feel burnt out of going to my job and, like, doing the podcast. I mean, I love doing the podcast, um, but, you know, it's tiring. Like, and... It's new. It's a new added factor in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, also... But I don't... It's like I have all these things in my life, and I think I have to let one go, but I don't want to let any of them go. Like, I don't want to not do improv anymore, because I really enjoy it. Mm. I obviously want to do the podcast. I have to go to my job, because I need money. But you feel full. You feel like you're at max capacity. Yeah, and also, like, I'm not really getting returns on Mm. all the things, because I can't really, like... I don't know, like, I even... I'm feeling, like, weirdly... Like, I'm not being a good friend to my friends because I'm so busy and I'm, like, exhausted all the time. And, like, any moment I have, I'm just, like, I have to be alone. Yeah. You know, I just haven't had a lot of, like, recharge time, I guess. Yeah, dude. I mean, those are your limits. It's like I'm anticipating that there will never be rest ever. It's like I just wish I could stop time. Mm. You know? I just want a break. I just want, like, a month. Of not doing anything, of just like rest and sleep and like going for walks. And it's like, that's never going to happen. And isn't that kind of fucked up? Well, yeah. Wait, let me ask you a question. Okay. Um, as a a normal person <laughs> uh, with a, a job and like vacation days and stuff, like when was the last time you went on vacation? Uh, like when was the last time you went like on a trip where you went to like read a book and relax? Well, the thing is, I only get so many vacation days. Yeah. And I have to, I'm going to all these like family weddings this week, this summer. So I'm like saving up for that. And then also, um, I'm the kind of person who uses all my vacation really fast because I need breaks all the time from being alive. And during the holidays, (laughs) you were sick, right? Yeah. Wow. God, that's so scary. That's something that like I am really grateful for and completely out of touch with because I don't have a nine to five job. I, yeah, where do you put your self-care days? I mean, also some it's like okay, I I just don't understand. Some people they go to their full-time job and then they go home to their kids. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's why and a I'm lot like, of people are exhausted. But I'm like I would shoot myself in the face. I'm like Okay, that's me I, smacking myself <laughs> on the forehead. I, 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 what I'm trying to say is, parents, you are amazing. Parents because are amazing. How do you live with never having any time to yourself? Like one hour between eight and nine, and that's it. And you have to care for your spouse and or whoever. Well, different people recharge in different ways. That's true. Different people recharge in different ways. So if you you are someone that needs your alone, quiet time, you need your restful time, but you also care and want to be a good friend, right? Mm-hmm. So it's and like, I want to do things. And I wanna, there's things you want to do. I, you know, I feel like this is the first time in my life I've been a person who does things. Yeah, but and it's like making me proud, and I'm like really holding on to it, and I'm so it's like I want to rest, but I also don't want. Hours of it's like so awful because I want time to like rest, but I don't want to rest because then I'm like, oh my god, what am I doing? I have so much shit to do. Like, but then you got to just start making some executive decisions, <sighs> right? Yeah. You have to start placing your priorities in terms of sustainability and like immediacy, right? Because if you don't carve out your time to rest, even if it's like three hours uh, on a walk, taking one Sunday and being like, hey guys, I'm actually leaving my phone at home. Today is just me by myself today. Whatever it is that is going to leave you feeling recharged, then when you have that little bit of energy, it's going to go a long way and you're going to put it back into your life and your friendships. But by trying to ignore the need, your body is clearly telling you like, I feel like I'm at max capacity. I need to figure out where to put my rest time. You can't ignore that, man. You know, but I don't think three hours is going to do it. I'm like, no, I need like six months, (laughs) but it's better than zero. (laughs) That's true. You know? Yeah. I'm just so, oh, I'm so tired of capitalism. Like, oh man, 
I just want to quit my job so bad. And my brain is like, I was like, maybe I just should. And my brain is like, quit your job. Quit your job. Quit your fucking job. It's like a black hole. I feel like it tries to suck everything into it. And and I'm like, if I quit, like everything might fall into place. It might be a huge mistake, but maybe, maybe I should just go with that instinct. And then I'm like, no. Because then in like one month, I'll be like, oh, God, I'm so stressed out and poor. Well, you could figure out how to look for part-time work. I mean, right. you could you could look at other options. You That's don't have right. to. It's not just yes or no. Right, if right. your brain is telling you. Basically, you're saying I should gather information and make an informed decision, which yes. is really, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, for well, someone like me who's like, I would just prefer to sit here and spin in circles and be crazy and make myself feel crazy. But that's a good thing, though, is that. You know, you know that about yourself. So sometimes when it comes to making changes in our lives or making space in our lives, it's not just about putting all the pressure on you. Sometimes it's about asking for help. Whoa. (laughs) Because whether you can do it or not, if you check the title or otherwise, today's episode is all about asking for help. The difficulties surrounding asking for help. Why we don't do it more often. Maybe sometimes we do it too much. Where does that line get drawn? All this and more is going to be explored today on Analyze This. You know what's the worst? What's the worst, Hannah? When you are wearing a pair of pants or perhaps a skirt and you realize that everyone can see your underwear. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> well, the good news is, is that Tomboy X has now rolled out another kick-ass gender-neutral underwear line that is also color-neutral. Yes, the Tomboy X neutrals. Nude underwear done the Tomboy X way. I gotta tell you, the nude shades, they won't show through clothing. They come in a diverse spectrum of shades and cuts, including bralettes, bikinis, boy shorts, and boxer briefs. And they're so comfortable, dude. Also, last week, my partner wore the boxers as straight-up shorts under her dress. What? Yeah, but they looked super cute. It oh looked like God. she was wearing, like, cool bike shorts. Oh, my God. I know. Dude, I want some. I know. They're so fantastic. And the reason they're so fantastic is they're made of this luxurious micromodal fabric that's both eco-friendly and light as air. Silky, soft waistbands that won't dig in and body-hugging fits that won't ride up. Discover your inner tomboy at tomboyx.com slash neutral. And then when you order your neutrals, enter neutral to get an extra 15% off. Again, get an extra 15% off when you use the code neutral at tomboyx.com slash neutral. Do you know how to spell neutral? You know, I'm looking at it right now and it is really weird. N-E-U-T-R-A-L. <laughs> I also had to look down and double check. Oh, man, I wish we had a theme song. There's two little Hannahs. One of them is talking. (laughs) (laughs) The other one is walking. That's our show. Oh, my God. That's great. I love it. That's beautiful. (laughs) Dude, I am so excited to talk about asking for help because I think asking for help is a more common problem than we expect or something people struggle with. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I saw this tweet the other day that really um, buttered my biscuit. Whoa. (laughs) Go on. But anyway, this guy says, basically saying, this is me trying to ask someone for a favor. Hey, could you help me with this thing? Absolutely no pressure, though. Totally okay if you can't. If you'd rather run me over with a car, that's cool. Are you mad at me? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, where did you see that? I just saw it on Twitter. Oh, man, that's good. Okay, this is clearly a very universal problem. But, like, not even that it's hard to ask for help, that we're so... (laughs) <laughs> that's so extreme but i was like absolutely yeah absolutely that's I, it every word yes are you, are you are you mad at me are you mad, are you mad at me <laughs> uh yeah you know i'm a little bit stressed out but honestly don't worry about it also like i'm sorry just so you know that i even opened my mouth this week. <laughs> yeah well it's very interesting because like you know when we are in japan it's it's more focused on the group rather than the individual mm. so you don't want to burden others but I feel like we we don't have that culture here, but we still feel like we're burdening people with our problems. Well, it's, it's not because if it's a burden. Well, yeah, it is a burden. But like or like I think that we have this um, almost toxic idea of independence and self-reliance. Yeah. Uh, uh, so almost toxic. Hella toxic. Hella <laughs> fucking toxic. Yeah. IMHO. Yeah. That it's like, OK, well, if I'm if I can't do all these things, 
then that it means I'm flawed. It means I'm flawed. You know, and it really kind of bleeds into everything. I know for me, like the the root around asking for help that's difficult is it's very stubborn. I'm like, I don't want anyone to help me. I don't want that. Oh, interesting. Let's let's talk about that more. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of just the way. It's like two things. It's like one, I feel like. I should be able to do it all, no matter what. Uh-huh. Um, hence, throwing my back out a little while ago because I built a two-person. It said literally on it, like, two people need to build this. And I was like, I can build it. Uh. I-, I think it's like, I just I just have this, like, very important need for self-reliance. Uh-huh. Um, but that's unfair because sometimes I have so many things I need to get done that if I don't ask for help, I'm going to drop some balls. And then I drop the balls and then I'm really upset at myself for not getting it all done, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I just don't want, I don't want to give anybody the chance to let me down. So I think I would just rather let myself down. Whoa. Well, yeah, man. Cause I feel like you were very let down as a child yeah. and you couldn't ask for help for anyone. And you were like super independent and you had a million jobs. I'm making an angry face. Yeah, right, it's right, really right, great. Right, 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 right. But yeah, uh, but it just is not something. It's like a not. It's not a natural reflex, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also feel like sometimes I don't ask for help as a way of. And this is like really fucked up. And I'm sorry I got so fucked up so fast. Um, <laughs> but like sometimes I feel like what keeps me from asking for help is that I almost want to punish the other person for not knowing I needed it. Oh, dude, that is. Probably, I mean, I'm feeling that way right now. Like, <laughs> like I feel that way right now. Just feel like, just that, in general. I mean, that is, not, I'm sure that is not uncommon. Yeah, man, that's tough. Yeah, that's it just is like is I don't, fucked up. It just is like I just. It's really, it's really bizarre because you know, like I have this really incredible, wonderful partner in my life who. Oh, let's just take a small example of... Um, Do you think there's, like, weird vestiges? Is that the right word? Yeah, 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 vestiges. <laughs> of our weird, like, pilgrim roots of, like, just suffering quietly and always being miserable, but then thinking that somehow it equals virtue and, like, yeah. later it's oh going to pay off. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Why is that? Oh, that's such a good thing. Like, there is no... Yeah, it's like... It's like... <sighs> Like in a very moralistic way, it's like there is no reward without suffering. So why wouldn't I just need to suffer more to Mm -hmm. ultimately deserve this? And if I don't suffer to a certain extent, well, then did I even earn it? Right. Like sometimes I'm like, if I don't procrastinate on this paper, I won't have a mental breakdown. And then how can (laughs) it be good if I don't have a mental breakdown in the process of writing it? Like that's my process. Right. It's like, Um, but I feel like like maybe that's not the best way. It sounds, seems like it's working out really, really well. Uh, but like, like, yeah, yeah. It's like caught in this kind of like self-flagellation cycle, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, like whip, whipping yourself to get yourself to get something done. Mm-hmm. And like, for instance, like here I've got this like great like partner resource in my life who works in the same industry. You know, Ella produces videos too, et cetera, et cetera. And I have a lot of trouble with time management. And I know that if I could just talk to her. She'd be able to be like, well, it seems like you have enough time to do this and that. Or like, "Mm, maybe try this, blah, blah, blah. Or like just to talk to her about the literal just mechanics of just being like, but I can't. We can't talk about making videos. And that sucks because it's me. I get really defensive and super like insecure. And and I just feel really bad because sometimes I'm asking for help on something that is a weakness. Right. And then to ask for help is to talk about the weakness. Wait, sorry, I don't understand. Like time management is my oh, weakness. Oh, right, right. And so right. to ask for help and to have that conversation mm-hmm. means I have to confront that. Right. That, I, I think that's really important. I mean, first, to ask for help, you have to acknowledge there's a problem. Yeah, and that you need help with something. Yeah, and that can be really scary, depending know. on what it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude, totally. It, it just, like, brings it all up to the surface. Like, mm-hmm. if I was, like... You know, and I get so insecure. I just get so insecure. It's like, hey, I want to film these three videos this weekend, like, and to try and talk about it. If somebody's like, well, do you think you'll have enough time for that? I'm mad at them immediately, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. instantly. I'm just like, but I don't show it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like, yeah, 
fucking gonna have enough time for that. Duh. I can do anything. <laughs> I can do anything. <laughs> and then I end up hurting myself in an effort to get it all done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, or I don't get it done. And then I've emotionally let myself down. All just because I'm too scared to talk about the things I don't feel confident in. Well, yeah, that's another that's another big part, I think, is, um, yeah, there's ego, you know, in there. Because to be, okay, admitting you need help, that's hard to be like, I can't do this. Because I think we do promote this idea in America of, like, the 100% self-sufficient uh, whatever who and everyone wants to be good at everything right away all the time and uh, like but it's bullshit it's, it it doesn't work that way and also Even nobody like, does anything alone right like that is such a myth like every single genius whatever fucking man artist or whatever like they did not get there on their own like they had so much help and so much stuff happened to them and so many interactions along the way like yep no it's- yeah. yeah, it's like what Elizabeth Warren said a couple of years ago, where it's like, no one is self-made. The roads that you drove on to get your product from A to B were built by another person. Whoa. I don't know if that's the, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, it's yeah. the idea. It's like, there's no, there is no truly self-made person. That's like saying the overnight success. So it's like, if we can accept the idea, accept the reality that we have a community of people around us to to be a part of those strengths and weaknesses, to share those strengths and weaknesses, I think we'll be in a better place. But that's, like, <laughs> impossible. <laughs> well, also, it's hard. I think sometimes there is a time when maybe it is better for you to figure it out on your own. Like, mm. how do you know when you're asking for help and you're hurting yourself by always asking for help? How do, when is it actually an appropriate time? I don't know. Mm. Like, something, and, is there and something also, that... what's like, there's, like, a spectrum of things. There's, like, okay, can you, like, get that out of the fridge? <laughs> and then there's, like... Can you make sure the blinds Can are facing up? Can you help me go to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting? Mm. You know, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you fix the blinds. Can you make sure the blinds are pointed uh, yeah, up so and Yeah, so honestly, because, you know, I feel like I was such a helpless baby for the most of my 20s. Um, okay, that's probably not a nice thing to say to myself. Okay. You I'm made gonna it say through. I was very reliant on others in my 20s. I relied a lot on others. Mm. Um, Is there something that you feel like you're struggling with asking for help on now? Um, yeah, well, I really would like to see a therapist, but I, I've like, don't, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> God, this is terrible. I'm like, no, you don't, you don't deserve that. To see a therapist? Yeah. We're trying to get a self-help podcast off I, the ground. I know. We are working every week. I know. You need to, you need your emotional support, bro. I know. If you, and, and not for you, then for me. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay. Because yeah. it's like. And it's a lot. It's a lot, dude. It's a lot. And it's only going to make you have more space inside. Like the mm-hmm. point of like going to therapy too, it's, is to give yourself more space internally with all the clutter. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm, I... I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that you're, you have any hesitation. I know. What? Well, I guess it's just. Uh, Tell it, me more. Well, I think it's all wrapped up with these issues I have with my male therapist who I'm in love with. Um. Okay, so okay, so for those who maybe weren't here to, we got to expand on that because you always say that, but okay, you have to right. you have to expand on that. You have to invite us in to knowing what you mean. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, so after I went through my huge breakup, I started seeing this therapist who has ruined all other therapists for me because, and I'll tell you why. I, I mean, I've seen. Okay, we talked about this in our therapy episode, but I've seen a lot of therapists, and a lot of them just seem like normal people. Who are like, yeah, I guess I'll become a therapist. But he's like put so much work into himself and you can tell. And that's what makes him such a great therapist because he's so aware of himself and he has great intuition. And he just he just like knows things like I, the first time I talked to him ever, mm-hmm. I was like, God, I feel like a different person now, you know. Mm. Um, So he helped me a lot, but I feel like. And one of the reasons I want to talk to him more is because I feel like I need to really sort out all this relationship stuff with him because I. He doesn't like to to talk to him about how you feel about him. Yeah. (gasps) You need closure. Yeah. Well, Um, I mean, we talked about that all the time, but I mean, my relationship with with him. him, You talked about how you had feelings for him. Yeah. You and him talked about that? Yeah. And he kept talking to you? Dude, what? He didn't ever give you a referral? No, dude, that happens all the time. Everybody falls in love with their therapist. No, dude. Yeah. 
No, dude. He's dude, supposed to give you, dude. Yes. Literally, he's supposed to give you a referral. And I don't like, think that's true. I think that equals what what you're talking about. Shut it down. It's like, but you can work through it. I mean, of course, if he was, if he's like, oh, you're right, let's go on a date. That's uh, like, okay, yeah. no. So he kept talking to you. Okay, go on. Go but on. Yeah. I'm learning more. Um, I feel really judged right now. I'm not judged. <laughs> I'm cons- I'm saying like, just so you know. I mean, that's what transference is. Yeah. Transference is like feelings for your therapist. I mean, yes. I don't want you to feel judged. I'm not judging you. And I'm not judging him. I'm just, you know, you're just saying like now you're struggling getting back into therapy, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's just something I, I didn't think. I th- It's a boundary I thought that um, was an, like, you know. Yeah, it's just what I've like heard. Well, you know? he, well, he didn't. There was no boundary that was crossed. I mean, you could talk about anything in therapy. That's the whole point. Yeah. So if you if you can't talk about how you're feeling for your therapist, I mean, the whole point of therapy is like you're having a real time relationship with someone, and you can. And what was his advice? Well, he was like, "What do you think that means?" Mm. It wasn't like, "Oh, gross!" Like, yeah, you know, um, yeah. And, and so, was, yeah, but so he used it as like a tool that was yeah. like. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm really not judging. Sorry, you, I'll feel I'll feel this. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Just give give yourself like yeah. No, my response was only based out of like, well, I hope that was safe for you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I never because I mean, yeah. Again, obviously, if but he he was he was like held that boundary like yeah. very well. I mean, well, he's very well boundaried. Like, what I mean, was, I like, think what was a, gained from it? I guess I, how how was it used as like a good learning tool for you in therapy? I guess. Um. Well, that's an excellent question. Well, I think it just helped me see how I relate to people, like particularly men, mm. you know, and that's kind of why I want to talk to him again, because I feel like my relationship with him is so it just it's it comes up all the time in life. Mm. Like I give him all this power. Like even pedestooled. Though, yeah. Like even though I'm the one paying him, I still feel like he I like if I was gonna, if I were to get in contact with him, I'd be like, "Hey, can you please see me?" Even though I know you don't want to, which is like, do you say he doesn't want to see you? No, not at all. Oh, <laughs> like you know, yeah. So, but well, like that's a really that's something that I do with lots of people in life. Like we say, like I'm like, um, do you hate me? And you're mad at me? And they're like, no. Yeah. Like so, I feel like if I could, I don't know, if I could like work on that with him because I still have all that stuff going on. Yeah, you know? dude. Oh, nah, I think it's really important that you guys like definitely you should talk more. Yeah. With but him. I feel like, like this is where I always go in this mental conversation. I'm like, I feel like I know what he would say. He would be like, take action. Like, okay. You so, know? and then what the, the action you would take is to establish contact and be like, is that what you're saying? Like, well, you- oh, I mean, if I was going to say, cause like when I'm in therapy, you know, I, <laughs> I'm still dying. I, I, I've got it. And I'm, I, 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 got, I keep going back to this, but I am still dying to know how this was used as a therapeutic tool that was good and what you took away from it. Because maybe there, that'll be the answer that helps unlock what can you remind yourself of that'll help you get back into therapy. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I think, um, I think I just felt, well, first of all, I was fairly aware that like, it's not like I'm like, I'm in love with you. It was like, man, I really kind of have a crush on you. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like, and he I'm was like, like, that's natural. Like I lie awake at night thinking about you or anything like that. This is what you said to him. You said like, okay, I have a crush on you, sir, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I, what is it about me that you like? Or I don't know. What did you say back? I have no uh... idea. I'm, di- I'm like chomping at the bit right now. <laughs> Let's see. One time I did say, I think I might be in love with you. And he was like, what do you think that means? I think I and just And then what did you like, say to that? I felt like. I feel like a kindred spirit in him, but and more, I think I just am so inspired by him because you want to be him. I want to be him. I want to have a life like his. I want to be happy and relaxed like his, and not give a fuck. He does not give any fucks about stuff he doesn't care about. Mm. He lives his life completely on his own terms, and that is like so admirable to me. And I want to be that way. And I give so many fucks yeah. about stupid things that don't matter. So what was his advice? Like, how did he help you become, if those are your goals? Mm-hmm. So then what were some of the tools or techniques or what ways did he help you Well, he learn how to me, generate that for you? I mean, he helped me to, I think he kind of inspired me to go to North Carolina on that trip. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know, man, it's hard to say. Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm not, I mean I'm wor- I want I want you to be safe, you know what I mean? And yeah. like my understanding of it was that it's kind of like 
it's like a boundary thing and it's like, okay, cool. Well, I don't know if, if because of the nature of your feelings for me, I don't know if we're going to have productive work for you anymore. Cause everything's going to be caught up in this, like, like kind of like what you said about this ideal, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. like idea, right. Of somebody. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. I think it's important to do, I feel like that wouldn't be, that would be, I feel like that would be a disservice. I mean, again, I think the boundary is if they're like, well, let's go on a date. That's like, no, yeah, yeah, that's a huge no. Yeah. But okay. that's because, because therapy is about relationships and like, I just feel like the things that happen with your therapist are what happen in your life. Mm. So if you're with your therapist and stuff comes up and then you're like, oh, we can't go there. Then what's going to happen when that comes up in your life? Like, and usually it me it's about it means something. It's yeah. not like you know. It's yeah. not like I I don't know. I think it's worth exploring. I think yeah. it's always worth exploring. Yeah. And so you guys explored it, and what are I guess it's kind of like if it's worth it, then what happened? Like what was taken away from it? You know what I mean? Like and what when did you guys decide to stop? When did you decide to stop seeing him as your therapist? Um, mostly when I didn't have money anymore. <laughs> Well, basically, when I moved, when I moved to North Carolina, and he's in California, so that's when I stopped seeing him. Okay. And did you guys follow up after the North Carolina trip? Because that was a really big trip. Yeah. We did a little bit. We talked while I was there, like on the phone. But then, you know, when I came back, and I was like a mess. Yeah, you were in really bad shape. I I wanted to talk to him so badly, but I just didn't allow myself to call him. Because I was like... I felt like I was misusing him or something, or I felt like I'm just, I just want you in my life, you know? So Mm. it's like, or I just want you around or like, and. There was something about it that didn't feel helpful. You were like, I'm not going to, this isn't the right thing to do. I don't know. I guess so. But it's, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like, oh, this is right. This is the right thing to do to not call him. It just felt like, oh God, oh God. (laughs) I think that there's some definite unpacking to do and to talk to this guy and to like, it's kind of good that you've had these years of separation to like talk to him and see if you have the same kind of like deification of him in your mind. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because it's like, you definitely, you know, you've, you've are amazing and you've done so many amazing things for yourself and gotten yourself like through all these experiences and having a therapist is so it's, it, you, you know, it's like you're, if you're feeling like burnt out or overwhelmed or like at maximum capacity, the, the purpose of a therapist is to share your load, right? To share mm-hmm, your burden. Mm-hmm. And you have every right to share your burden with someone. Yeah. I guess I just, cause like, <laughs> I feel bad because when I'm in therapy, I guess it's, it's probably frustrating for friends and a therapist because I, I want to be like, but what about this and this and this and this and this? That's what therapy's for, man. And they're like. Just, just, if you just do something, all no, that the, shit will go away. But that's, but like, that's, fr- friends aren't therapists, right? We're just buddies. We, we do coffee talk. We do chit chat. But like, a therapist is an unbiased professional who literally, their job is to sit there and help you figure stuff out. And if you want to spin in circles, you get to spin in however many circles you want. Like, that's it. That's the work you're doing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, it's all about whatever help you need. You, you know, you get to drive therapy you can go in and be like i need help on this you know and it's a safe mm-hmm. space because you guys don't owe each other anything you're paying them for a service mm-hmm. you know yeah and sometimes i don't even sometimes i just want to talk i have a lot to talk about there, <laughs> yeah dude there you go you have a lot of thoughts in your head and yeah. you, you have a lot you want to talk about and you have a lot of people that you love and you want to give to so why can't this why can't there be something that's just for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a therapy relationship is not cyclical at all you know, friendship, cyclical, love, cyclical, you and me, we give and take from each other. Therapy is not that. It's just, this is for you to have more room for you and for the people in your life that you love. Mm-hmm. You know? I gotta look oh, up this man. guy's credentials. That was, a great, <laughs> that was a great therapy talk. I mean, like, maybe that's why you don't feel like you want to, because you, you, we talk, you know, I don't know. I'm just shocked to hear that you wouldn't want to get back into therapy. Yeah, no, I do. Maybe it's because I really do, but I feel like maybe, yeah, it is that like worry that I've relied so much on others when, you know, and now I'm like for the first time in my life at 32, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of an adult a little bit. And I'm just like afraid of relying on other people again, even though I do (laughs) for lots of things. Mm. 
Uh, oh, you know what a way of thinking of it is, Hannah? Hmm. A healthy, productive therapy is not you relying on your therapist. Your therapist is there because of a system you've created for yourself. Uh, you brought therapy into your life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that is you. See, I'm just see, I'm just being really hard on myself. I'm like, you're a little baby because you want a therapist. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And also, Everybody should have a therapist. Yeah, and also you're not a burden. There's nothing about how your therapist like thinks about you or a burden or anything. It is literally like going to a dentist. Are you like, oh my God, I'm really relying on my dentist right now? Or are you like, wow, I paid this person to clean my teeth? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good, that's a great point. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, that's I why mean, it- therapy is weird though. I mean, sometimes I guess it is. It's just different. It's, I mean, but no, you're right. You're totally right. We're going to take a break simply Wait, no, so we're I can not, be shocked. Because I want to say I'm shocked that you're shocked because you're supposed to go there in therapy. That's what therapy is. It's a safe space to talk about literally anything. It's not like. I know, but Hannah, the results, that's what matters, right? The tools that you were given, like what happened yeah. in that space. So like what? Well, why do you assume that there were no results? Because I'm asking you, you said you didn't want to talk to him when he got back. Right. So if he was this emotional support system, when you went through another crisis, where, why wasn't I think he? I was so, ash- I was just really ashamed of myself. I was so ashamed of myself. Because I really felt like I fucked up when I went there. Oh God, I'm crying again! <laughs> oh, buddy, can no! we can we take a break, a break long enough for me to give you a hug? Okay, okay we'll be right back. Hey, buddy. Hey, dude. You know what is so important to me? Quat having lots and lots of varieties of caffeinated beverages so I can get through my nine to five desk job and Forsomatic provides like a billion options. Really? Tell me more. Well, there's like a mocha mix. There's just straight up coffee. There's matcha. There is matcha. I love the matcha. I've actually started putting the matcha one in my smoothies. Oh, wow. What a great idea. Thank you. It's delicious. And best of all is that it reduces stress and has powerful antioxidants without the jitters that a lot of caffeine gives you. Did you know it also has less acid than a normal cup of coffee? Yes, I have noticed. I don't get those um, weird tummy problems. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's so good. Yeah. Plus, it's really fast and easy to make. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it tastes great. It's a win-win. And you know what? We wouldn't want to win without you guys winning, too. So if you head over to foursigmatic.com slash analyze, you'll get 15% off your entire order. That's 15% off any order placed on Four Sigmatic's website. But you'll have to use our special URL, foursigmatic.com slash analyze. That's spelled F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash analyze. <gasps> I ran out of breath there. You probably need to drink some Four Sigmatic. Wow, Hannah. And we're back. Hey, just want everyone to know, we just had to take a 20-minute break because I burst into tears. Oh, God. <laughs> it's okay to cry, man. This is a tall order. This is a really tall order, dude. Like, we... It's a it's a tall order kind of podcast because I think we're both such, like, honest people. Oh, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I... Yeah, and, and I feel like it's my job in the universe to burst into tears. Like, remember in Japan when I wrote my little speech and they, about like what Japan meant to me, and everyone was like, "I liked, yeah, <laughs> Disneyland," and I was like, "Oh god, yeah, that's right." You got a big, you got a big tender heart, man. You know, and that's that's a okay. You know, yeah, no, it's 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 a doozy, but it is it's a, it's a doozy of a it's a tall order this podcast, and I I'm, guess yeah, you're right, man. And you know, I've never learned. This is something my therapist would always say. Uh, you can have your feelings in a way that your feelings are not having you, but mm. you're having your feelings, mm. and I don't think I've ever master that or even really touch the surface of doing that Mm, like learned how to master that yeah like have your feelings don't let them have you Mm -hmm. yeah dude yeah because it's like when you're starting to feel you know and i you know and like obviously during our break we covered me hugging hannah (laughs) 
<laughs> me telling her how much I love her and how valid she is. Oh, you're the best dude. Me, yeah, also like you're you know, my favorite person to have a total breakdown with. <laughs> yeah, of course, hey, you know, it's just, I'm all, I'm not going anywhere. Um, but like, I think what's so hard about it is that it is difficult when you're having a feeling you don't want to be having. You're like, oh my god, I wish I wasn't feeling this way right now. Right. I'm just gonna control it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it just gets worse. Yeah, it just gets worse. It just gets worse. I get like nervous a lot, and every time I get nervous, I just kind of come off as really angry because I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or disappointed. I anticipate disappointment a lot. Oh my god. Oh, we should do a whole episode on disappointment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But we you know, we were t- when talking about asking for help. I asked you during the break. You know. Like, what can I do to help right now? And you said, I don't really know what I need right now, you know? And I feel like a lot of times when people try and venture into helping themselves or helping a friend or helping each other, if somebody says that, then it's like, oh, wow. Like, I guess the conversation should end here. But I think it's really important to just sit in that quiet, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think the closest thing I would... What I could say is, well, I just want you to sit here with me. And, like, I feel like a lot of the time when I'm like this, <laughs> I just need someone to, like, listen and not be like, hey, man, let's, like, talk about all the solutions we can have right now. Or, like, what about blah, 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 blah. Then I just feel like, oh, my God, I'm, like, under a microscope or something. Yeah. And that's really good to know. It's like if you're feeling at a 10, right? It's like I'm too hot. I'm too much of a 10 right now to talk about solutions. I just need you to sit quietly with me. Ah, that's really hard. I mean, yeah, I'm. It's, I, it's really hard. It's yeah. really hard, yeah, man. You know. Yeah, and then on top of this, you're expected to like go to a job. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? You know, I think I, from what I can tell about society <laughs> and uh, and uh, humanity in general, I'm not entirely sure everyone everyone uh, peels back all these layers as steeply as we do. You, you know, know, it could I, be I, yeah. like, our, our, our beautiful earbud listeners who go on this journey with us. I mean, either everyone has these really intense conversations that we just never are privy to, or we just are really feeling our way <laughs> through this life, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I do want to talk briefly about some of this concrete. Oh, help yes, we stuff. have. Uh... We got some we got a couple concrete help questions. Yes. Just some things as we're learning, uh, learning. The idea of today was supposed to be, or is... <laughs> oh, let me tell you about what today, today was, was supposed, supposed to be. It's <laughs> <laughs> talking about... Um, I, the first step to change, or anything like that, is like uh, understanding, right? So for me, Hannah Hart, I have trouble asking for help. And Hannah Gelb has created this article. Or not created, but found this article. <laughs> I printed it. She printed it! <laughs> from Psychology Today that says, Why asking for help is hard to do. So, in the beginning, it says that some things to consider are the kind of messages that you were sent about asking for help while growing up. Uh, right? Who yeah. thought that was a factor? Your origins. <laughs> Who knows? Did your family place more value on doing it yourself or letting others in? We're talking about, talk, you're talking to me? I'm talking to both of us. <laughs> you know, I don't think we really talked about things. Yeah. And that's probably a big issue for everyone. Probably doing it yourself. I don't think I had any healthy models. I'm sorry, mom, dad. I don't think I had any healthy models (laughs) of productive. Okay, maybe that's not true. I did not have a lot of healthy models of I'm emotional and having a problem and I need help. How do I deal with this? What, you know, you know? Yeah. I think that early life. It was definitely do it yourself. Mm. Definitely, definitely do it yourself. But only because everyone had to do it for themselves. Like, I feel like I got no message. Like, not do it yourself or ask for help. I got, like, what is that? Mm. What what is? (laughs) Yeah. But I will say that my older sister in life, um, as we got older and became adults, uh, has taught me a lot about asking for help or, like, letting others in. That's our goal is that Mm -hmm. we're trying we're trying to ask each other for help more often oh, now that's great man oh yeah but we're i don't know if we're succeeding but we're trying <laughs> we're, we're trying. trying for it that's all that matters so if you struggle with asking for help instead of self-flagellating start thinking about what kind of messages you received about asking for your for help growing up and uh from whom and also you may be surprised you may be like oh my god if i ask for help this person will be like oh ick no worst nightmare 
But they're probably not going to say that. Yeah, or at least not to your face. Because, you know, actually, I think, uh, <laughs> like, when my good friends come to me for help, I feel very honored. Mm. I'm like, wow. I'm even like, oh, I'm so pleased they came mm. to me. <laughs> mm. I love that. I know. You the know? number one thing that stands in the way between me and getting help and asking for help is uh, 100% uh, myself mm-hmm. and my lack of trust. Guys, as we talk about the brave steps towards asking for help when you need it, here are some questions for you to consider. Uh, number one, what are the situations in life that you would benefit from outside help and support? So for me, I'm going to say I struggle a lot because I work at home and I have a really, really, really hard time with time management. Uh, but also I resent that about myself. So I also don't want to talk about it with anybody. Mm -hmm. So I guess what I want to do first is kind of stop resenting it about myself. So that's, that's the thing I want help and support on is how to resent Mm -hmm. myself less. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you guys fill in your answers with your own things. Can I, can I say my answer? Yeah. Um, Okay. So I think I need help with, I need people to be understanding, which they are, when I can't do something, when I have to like say no to things, because I feel like my first impulse is always say yes. And I've, because I feel like I was living in no, I was just said no for so long to everything. And now I'm like, yes, yes, yes to everything. I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to miss any opportunity. But sometimes I just have, you can't do everything. And I, so I need to allow myself, I should give myself permission to be like, no, I literally want to stay home and plug my chin hairs. Yeah. So is the help, you need help giving yourself permission? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I need, yeah, and I need, like, supportive friends who are like, that's cool, dude. Of course. Yeah, you can only be friends with people that aren't going to give you a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. Which none of them do. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like, they're all really great about it, actually. <laughs> it happens all the time. <laughs> uh, another question to consider if you're taking the first brave steps towards asking for help are, who are the people in your life who would be safe to reach out to for assistance? So, you know, gently think about who those people are. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, good, 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 yeah. Next, are there professional resources that you would encourage a best friend to use if they were in the same situation and needed help? I mean, those are out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's a really great way of looking at it. If asking for help is not an instinct that you have, think, consider yourself like a friend outside your own body. And if they were going through that struggle, what right. resource would you ask, would you say they should pursue? Mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, like maybe go on a therapy mm, or like, yeah, yeah. for me, I would say to my friend, you know, sometimes you really just got to make a timesheet and you really got to map it out, you know? So there are people and apps that you can use to help with time management mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you got to ask for help. That's like the advice I'd give my little sister. I just can't take it for myself. <laughs> And last but not least, what are three ways in which asking a professional for help can be a sign of strength? Wow. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Three things of that asking a professional for help. What, how is that a sign of strength? Three ways. I've got mine. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I want to hear yours first. Uh, <laughs> my brain is so filled with fog. Um. Well, you're using your resources. I mean, your professional person that you talk to is a resource, you know? You're not there to, like, well, you are there for your health, but, <laughs> but you're not there to be like, oh, we're feeling this time, do-do-do, you know? So that's a sign of strength? Mm-hmm, hmm I think it's a sign of strength because you are allowing yourself to be vulnerable and to make known the things that you need. Right. Right. So you, I mean, you're already opening enough. You're trusting enough. So that's like, well, good job. Wow. Yeah. It's trusting. (laughs) Uh Trusting is a sign of strength. Mm -hmm. That's, you got to be strong to be able to place trust. Mm -hmm. It's brave and courageous because you're taking a risk. Right. It's a risk. I mean, we always, we we love risk takers in America. We're always like, Ooh, risk. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. They embarked out there on their own. (laughs) Whoa. So yeah, that's a risk. You're putting, you're taking a risk. Uh, but we don't really, we don't really do emotional risks. We're just like, Oh yeah, do that venture capitalist thing and make an app. Cool. (laughs) Oh wait, are you sad? Gross. Oh yeah. Gross. But so you're taking a risk. So that, that takes strength. Mm -hmm. Taking a risk takes strength. So risk taking. And you showed up. You showed, showed up that up. day. You showed up. You at got all. out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a side of strength because you got out of bed. That's a huge thing every day. It is. It's a huge thing every every day. So obviously, talking for help remains a topic uh, worthy of much discussion. Yeah. But I just want to say a special thank you to Hannah Galb for letting me rip your beating heart out of your chest <laughs> earlier today. Well, man, I just feel like it was meant to be, you know. I do want to say this, though, which I hope is not a weird, sad thing to kind of close on. I wonder if in order to ask for help, maybe there's a long period of time where, like, when you're stuck, you have to believe that you can get better before mm. you ask for help, you know? Mm. You have to believe, that, like, oh, okay, well, this will help. <laughs> Whoa. You know? Whoa. Hope. What? Dude, I'm, like, having an epiphany right now. <laughs> That's why I've not blinked and why I'm just staring deep in your eyes. You're right. You have to first believe that things could be easier. You have to believe things can get better. And sometimes you're not in that place. Dude! Oh my God, you're totally right. The first step to asking for help is definitely getting to a place where you have the faith that things could get better. Or the hope, the courage to try. Oh my God. I think that's really what it is. Oh, my God. I have got a lot to say (laughs) in therapy next week for me. But that's all we have to say for today, guys. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. Hannah Gelb. Yes. Yes. Has a Twitter. Oh, Twitter's great. Um, Yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening to me cry all the time, which... um Yes. We, um, yeah, it's really, it's a good time. And, uh, yeah, you guys are great. You know, everyone says such kind things. Like someone said, wow, I just love hearing Hannah Gelb's laugh. It just makes me so happy. And I was like, wow, that's such a nice thing to say. If you guys want to check out our Twitter, it's at Pod. That's H-A-N-N-A-H-L-Y-Z-E-P-O-D. Over on Twitter, where we uh, have various tweets that we say sometimes. Yeah. You can follow me at Harto, H-A-R-T-O. <laughs> and be sure to rate review and subscribe to this podcast so you will get it in your sweet little earbuds every Tuesday. And if you guys want to hear more from me, I will be guesting on Hashtag Viral, which is hosted by Natalie of Natalie's Outlet. We'll be talking about YouTube and then also some other things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, we're going to go so I can, we can <laughs> decompress a little bit, but I uh, hope you guys have a beautiful I'm day. I'm going to go slowly rock in a corner. Oh my God. <laughs> she really is. She really is.